Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Debbie. And we're the Poulter Gals. Gals. Oh, sorry, I started a little sooner. We're a little early, but that's okay. (laughs) I'm just in a silly, goofy little mood. It's fine. Are you? (gasps) Yeah, how are you? Allison, I think, is dying a little bit. How are you feeling? I'm kind of here. You sound better. Allergies are I think after like the sixth cough drop (laughs) and also three episodes in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm decent. But. For this week's episode, we're going to be doing the Fairy Plantation House Yay. in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Virginia Beach is in Virginia? Who <coughs> knew? Oh, man, I thought it was in Houston, Texas. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Beyonce. Beyonce? You know Beyonce's from Houston? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, you know, I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. 110%. Guys, I'm, like, so bad with music, like... It really <laughs> bothers my sister-in-law so much, because she's like, oh, what are your favorite albums? And I was like... I don't know. The ones that I listen to? Yeah, I don't. I, the ones you listen to? Yeah, I'm I guess. Like so bad with music. Like, my brain just does not have the capacity for it. Like, I like music. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I have favorites. I just, like, don't know enough about enough, you know? I just I just listen to music. That, I mean, I'm the same way. Like, I don't know what album it came, like, on. Yeah. I just listen to it. I'm just like, I, I mean, I have, like, songs that I like yeah. and, like, whatever. But it's just hard. Dude. Speaking of music, yeah, have you listened to some of Timo's stuff? Timo's, yeah, who's that? So Timo, shout out to you. Um, he's a Waco local Waco artist. Cool. And his some of his stuff like came out on the newest Mortal Kombat. Oh, I didn't and he's know that. From Waco. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, and then he's had. I need to get him on the podcast. Yeah, he's Not had this a, podcast. Well, I, mean, I guess a, we could have him on this yeah, podcast. Do both, <laughs> but por qué no los dos? <laughs> What? That means... Me no habla uh, uh, English, uh, uh, Spanish. Uh, <laughs> you knew what I said. <laughs> no, but yeah, and then he's even had a few songs released on uh, some HBO stuff. That's cool. Yeah. And, dude, I started listening Do to some... Do you have his contact? Send me them. <laughs> Send me those contacts. I think Mike does. Oh, I'll get Mike. Because I started listening to some of his stuff, and I'm like, oh my God, this is good. And I never would have, like even thought about listening to his stuff until i started working here that's so cool so yeah who knew that's pretty cool yeah we work in a really cool place so i mean 
cool things happen. Yeah, for real. And if you want to keep updated on all the cool stuff, be sure you check out roguemedianetwork.com. And be sure you also follow us on Rogue Media. Also, Rogue Media. Oh, is it Rogue Media? At Instagram, it's uh, Instagram at Rogue Media Network. Rogue Media Network. Also, you be sure Rogue Media Network events if you yeah. want to stay tuned. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's cool. That's yeah. some cool news. I like that we start off each episode with just like a random weird little tangent we go on. <laughs> I love um, and then we're like, oh yeah, by the way, ghosts. <laughs> oh yeah. That thing we're supposed to be talking about. Here we go. History and ghosts. Who knew? Speaking about going on, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So this is going to be a pretty short history followed by a semi-lengthy, and by semi, I mean lengthy, Very hauntings. Lengthy, lengthy hauntings. Um, and we'll go over like a little history timeline, kind of how we've done in the past when there's like yeah. a lot of history. We'll just like hit the high points real fast. Yeah. And like the, if you saw last week's episode, it'll, I guess not even last week's episode, just if you've seen the Josh Ward house, yeah. it might be very doubled up. Yeah. And the history and the hauntings. But yeah. of course, with some of this stuff, you have to double it up. You got to know. You got to double up. We, yeah. There, there's just so much. It's hard for us to cover in one episode. So yeah. I feel like we like try to abridge it. But you know what? <laughs> That's why we we try to keep our episodes around 30 minutes. But yeah. maybe we'll do longer ones in the future. I don't know. Tell I mean, us what you think. Do you yeah. guys like 30 minutes? Is that good? Is that good for you? Is that good for you? Good for me? That'd be good, good for, for you? you? Good uh, for all of us? Is that good for you? I don't ice know. Ice cream? You scream? We all scream? For yeah, polter gals? For polter, polter scream. Boo? Polter cream. Ew. I don't like that. Boo? Boo. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll and get started this week so the fairy plantation first got its name in 1642 yes 1642 you said it correctly i know good job it's hard dark dates are hard it's almost like we don't know how to math or something (laughs) (laughs) don't die i really don't know how to math (laughs) so when the ferry boat service ran between the lynn haven waterway as far as it's been traced back, there have been as many as 11 stops along the river. Mm-hmm. The ferry operator was summoned by a single signal cannon, mm-hmm. one at each of the 11 stops. That's cool. Three of these cannons have been located. The rest are gone. As far as we know. Yep. So yep. out of 11, only three. Yeah. So Seville Gaskin was the ferry operator in 1642, wow. and he was commissioned for a year by Adam Throughgood the second. Throughgood, Throughgood, sure. What a weird last name. I know. That's another name that you would definitely, you would definitely get made fun of, or yeah. everybody would think is totally good, like yeah. cool. I feel like people would be like, "That's a nice last name." Yeah. That's pretty thorough. Well, like, I don't think there's anybody now that has the same last name, Thoroughgood. No, not at, at least all. not that I know. Maybe it's like <coughs> regional. Yes. So maybe only in Virginia people have those last names. That would be so weird. Um, also, since he was Adam Thoroughgood the second. <laughs> I mean, I would, yeah, I would hope if he's the second, they would hopefully be more, unless yeah. he just didn't have any boys to yeah. pass the name on. Yeah, for real. So, but he was commissioned to transport. 800 pounds of tobacco. Cool. Um, interesting, this is the precise figure of debt of his debt. What so, be? so, like, I'm guessing the sell, like, what he would have made off of it is yeah. what is the exact m- amount that he would have needed to get out of debt. Oh, that makes sense. So, the second pr- Princess Anne courthouse was built on the plantation near the present locations of Old Donation Church, hmm. which, of course, this is a whole bunch of stuff that yeah. 
like we definitely later on will take a deeper dive into yeah because each of these locations is yeah haunted af yeah and of course it's a plantation so i'm sure each of these locations has its own haunted mic peeking through the window why is he always peeking (laughs) in on this spooking us uh this was actually the courthouse that had held part of the trial of Grace Sherwood, mm-hmm. Virginia's only convicted witch that was tried Ugh. by water and found guilty of witchcraft. Yeah, so this one will be coming out after the Joshua Warren yes. house, which we touched again on witch trials. But it's kind of crazy yeah. that this happened in Virginia. Yeah, so um, it goes to show that it wasn't just... It wasn't just, you know, in that like, one location, yeah. in Salem, you know. It happened all over. Uh, Salem was just the... Went, yeah, it was just a hot spot for yeah. what was going on. Um, but yeah, the only convicted witch yeah. um, in Virginia. Yeah. The entire state of Virginia. Yeah, which is crazy. I feel so bad. That, that I'm so sucks. sorry, Grace. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, Grace was jailed for some time in a long time gone timber courthouse. Yep. The trial took place on July 10th of 1706. And at the time, the church that was used built in 1692 was the brick church this was outgrown and was replaced with the old donation episcopal shore that stands on that location today and was completed in 1736 yep so the original church that that happened in was burnt down or yeah was dismantled when they built the new church yeah the third princess and courthouse was built in 1735 of brick on Ferry Plantation to replace the timber courthouse. This was built closer to the Ferry Landing, and the courthouse that was used until 1740 or 1751, the stocks and pillory were taken from the Ferry Plantation in 1751 mm-hmm. to the new location at Newtown. The Walk family owning the property at this time built the manor to house and used to conform courthouse as a kin- as a kitchen mm-hmm. there have been several dig sites open for the public to see the remains of the past and Ooh. telling their family history that's cool yeah i'm gonna go and it's said that like a lot of towns <laughs> that are like that they just built build the new town on top of the old town yeah i've heard that so a lot of the time older towns that are like built in the 16 1700s are literally just like dirt thrown on top of them yeah i've heard that uh, in 1828, the Walk Manor house burned to the ground, mm-hmm. and it was not until two years later when George and Elizabeth Walk Macintosh built from the good bricks of the manor house, and the house that stands on the place which stands on the plantation today. Interesting. It was built for their 17-year-old son, Charles Fleming Macintosh. Yep, like At- Mac, the computer. <laughs> It's the beginning of the Civil War, and he and his family were against secession. However, as many young Virginians did, while Virginia succeeded, Charles resigned his USN commission and was commissioned by the Confederate Navy to be captain of the CSS Louisiana. Wow. Yeah. So that's crazy how much, like, Something like that happens. No, and like I said, it was like brother against brother. Yeah, and it literally tears families apart. Yeah, so sad. Uh, the Ferry Plantation is currently being renovated by the Friends of the Ferry Plantation, Inc., which is the 501C. Non-profit. So, yes, they are a non-profit. So, 
And this is in partnership with the city of Virginia Beach. And the house is open to the public as a museum for tours and educational center. That's cool. So that was yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, again, this house has a lot of history, which makes it probably yes. haunted. <laughs> yes. Would you like to do a okay? Yeah, quick run, through? and we'll do a quick little run through, just so you guys know everything. We're gonna yeah. just hit the high points. We're gonna go date by date, high point by high point. Yeah, and then we'll get into the hauntings after of our course. commercial break. So, in 1642, Adam Thurgood the second commissioned the second ferry service up and down the Lynn Heaven River. Mm-hmm. 1735, the third Princess Anne courthouse was built, which is the oldest section of the house. Mm-hmm. In 1751, construction of the Welk Manor House, courthouse used as a kitchen. Mm-hmm. In 1828, the Welk Manor House burns down. Sad. And in 1830, the center section of the Ferry Plantation House is built onto the courthouse from the remaining bricks of the Manor House. Yes. And in 1850, the third section of the house is added, which is built from timber. Mm-hmm. In 1890, the house sold to Charles Barnett. Mm-hmm. In 1986, how the house was left abandoned after the owners passed away. Sad. <laughs> yes, and this is where we really didn't touch on, but mm-hmm. it continues. In 1994, the house was bought by developers. Mm-hmm. In 96, the house was turned over to the city of Virginia Beach mm-hmm. and leased to the friends of the Ferry Plantation House. The and yes, and renovations begin Mm -hmm. in 2004 the history the house was listed as a virginia landmark register Mm -hmm. and in 2005 the house also was listed as a u.s national register of historic places that's cool the actual house sits on about 0.1 of an acre by the city and is leased again by the friends of the ferry foundation or yeah and then the architecture was George McIntosh, and its historical uses was plant, a plantation, a courthouse, a tavern, a post office, and a school. So a multi-hat. Yes, very much a multi-hat. And the multi-hat continues to this day because it is a museum and office space for that nonprofit. That's cool. So well, very much a multi-hat. Very much a multi-hat. And if you don't know what a multi-hat is, well, you got to go back and listen to our terrible old episodes um, to know what, in fact, a multi-hat is. Yes. Um, anyway, well, thank you for giving the little rundown. So now we know about all the things that happen. Yay. Um, and now it's time for a commercial break. Commercial break. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story.
Frozen, Frozen, Heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, Heroes. Gonna tell you about. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of. And some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and, and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best, and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything yeah, that's right so subscribe today and uh, follow us on instagram at bros bows heroes and if you don't i know where you live not really but please subscribe <laughs> bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about This is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine, wine and vinyl. vinyl. <laughs> so check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. And now we're back, and it's time <laughs> to get into the hauntings Ooh. or the spookies, the as spookies. Allison likes to say. Um, so this house is reportedly haunted by eleven spirits. So specifically, eleven. <gasps> Wait, wasn't that the amount of number of cannons there was? Yes. Whoa. Wonder if That's there's where any the other cannons went. <gasps> They're ghosts. They're ghost cannons. But anyway, so the house is reportedly haunted by 11 spirits. Um, and spirit tours are available, including one during Halloween called The Stroll of Lost Souls. 
Ooh, that one's pretty good. I'm gonna do a stroll of lost souls. Oh, no. That sounds a little spooky. Um, anyway, so um, reportedly, the spirits include those of people who perished back in the 1810 shipwreck um, at the ferry landing. One known as a former slave, Sally Rebecca Walk, who mourns her fiance, a fallen soldier, and, of course, the lady in white. <laughs> Um, who reportedly died of a broken neck while falling down the stairs. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I haven't heard that one um, before. As well as the artist Thomas Williamson, um, who's owner of the manor house, who is married to a walk. Um, so he was married into the family. And he's been reported seen at the top of the stairs painting. <gasps> oh. Maybe he pushed her down the stairs. No, I don't think so. I didn't a see walk? That. Pushed a walk? Walking? Walking? Walking down the stairs? Um, anyway, paranormal groups have come to the house to do research. There have been sounds of dragging chains, um, possibly from the days of the old courthouse, whenever they would, you know, prosecute prisoners oh. and people coming in. Um, and then there's also the story of a lady who is pregnant that fell down the second story te- steps and they both died, um, her oh. and the baby. Um, so maybe she's the woman in white. Because um, I said fall down the stairs, right? Um, no, you can actually see her baby walking Billy. towards the steps and then falling. Yikes. So it's been reported that they can see a full apparition. Yikes. Um, there's also been a sighting of a big, <coughs> oh, I'm sorry, of a big tall man dressed in a black suit with a tall black hat up on the second story, walking past the steps back and forth. See, why do men get to be dressed in black suit, but women always have to be wearing white, huh? But then again, if you think about it, whenever they mention it, the man's always dressed in black. That's maybe. Hmm. Maybe it's the man in black and the woman in white. But it's not like wedding, you know, like that doesn't, I don't know. I feel That's like that. so weird. Um, anyway, um, and then there are also two female ghosts dressed in the early 1800s looking outfit. Um, and they're actually seen looking out of the front and left sides of the second story windows. Maybe they jumped. Maybe they got blasted. Maybe they got blasted <laughs> out of windows. We don't know. Uh, but anyway, so there are a lot of ghosts up in this place. <laughs> okay? <laughs> a lot of ghosts. Allison, don't We die. did way too many throwbacks. I know. We talked about... We just, like, covered all of our tropes. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Grace Sherwood, again, the only woman mm-hmm. that was ever actually accused of being a witch, is known as the Witch of Pungo. Witch of Pungo. I don't know what that means. Oh, P-U-N-G-O. Uh, and she was actually tried by ducking near. Um, what does that mean? Ducking near here. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, so there's Grace Sherwood, who is also known as the Witch of Pungo. Um, and the museum sponsors now the annual Grace Sherwood Festival. So now the museum actually holds a festival every year, um, which includes the viewing and reenactment of the ducking. Oh, I know what ducking is. I'm stupid. You know, they'd be like, if she's more than a witch, if she's a witch, she'll float or uh, she'll float and she'll survive. But if she or if she's a witch, she'll sink. You know, have you heard that? No. And like throw them in the river and they drown them. So it's like, you know, they would like basically like take these women and throw them into the river and be like, if she sinks, she's a witch and she'll die. If she's a person, she'll float and live. But they would like tie stuff onto them. So they would just die anyway. So it's called ducking. It's like a joke about it in the, uh, you know, what's that movie where they're like, 
But wouldn't they all die? If they That's got- the point. Yeah, they're going to die. They just either die a witch that- or die as a person. Defeats the purpose, but anyway, okay. So they actually do a reenactment of the ducking. Um, the actual ducking of Sherwood was at the end of what's now Witch Duck Road. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> Um, so 200 yards out in the river from now what is a private home. The house has a red maple and a marker in honor of Sherwood in the side yard from where she died. Yikes. That's so sad. Um, it's not known how long ago spirits first began to inhabit the fairy plantation house, but there have been rumors of activity throughout the 20th century and now into the 21st century. Um, we do know that the peninsula upon which the fairy sits has been lived on since about the 1500s when Native Americans, probably um, the Chesapeakean, um, Chesapeakean, like the Chesapeakean, you know, Chesapeake, Chesapeakean. Yeah. Um, who um, also built towns across the Linhaven River, used as hunting grounds. So these were actually traditionally Native American hunting grounds um, and where they lived back in the 1500s. Yeah, that's not a good thing. That's I know what they say. At least it wasn't Native American burying grounds. It was just hunting grounds, right? But that's still not a... Okay. <laughs> so I guess. the director of the house... Uh, Belinda Nash actually personally found dozens of arrowheads while gardening on the property and during the construction of the old Donation Farms neighborhood construction crews um, found what they believe to be the Native American graveyard. So it's not necessarily right there, but it is close to the grounds where they found the graveyard. Yep. So (laughs) that's not good. That's how you get ghosts. Um, And for many years, local residents... Um, I've even said that the house was unoccupied, that like lights inside the house would then turn on by themselves. So like, even when they knew the house was unoccupied, they would see lights turn on and off. Um, so terrifying. Um, yeah. And apparently to this day, they still do like, they still see it. Um, apparently, um, let me see. Um, apparently several volunteers have actually seen it. And one of the duties for the volunteers is literally to go every room in the house to make sure the lights are off um, when the ferry closes at the end of the day. But guess what? Many times when opening the house the next day, they find the lights on. Wow. Yeah. So they're like, hey, can you go do your job? And they're like, I did my job. Blame the ghosts. They keep Me. turning on the lights. Um, but yeah, the next day, volunteers will find lights on in the third floor. Yikes. So that's pretty scary. Um, in the pitch black darkness that surrounded the house in the days before the old donation farms development was built, there would also be strange balls of lights that could be seen dancing around the roof. You know what they say about spirit orbs? They spooky. They're spooky. (laughs) Um, and then for many years in the 1980s, um, the actual last owner of the house, who is Miss Harwin, um, hired some caretakers to watch over the house um, because she was moving to a nursing home because she was a little old lady. Um, and the caretakers would regularly see um, a particular residual ghost scene play out. Um, and this would happen like on Saturday evenings. So there was a spirit of an old African-American gentleman who would come up from the basement, cross the room, and then kneel in the front of the west wall, um, apparently intent on some long-ago task. Um, After a few minutes, he would then rise up and then go back through the door, which he came, 
Um, years later, even after restorations in that room revealed a fireplace behind that wall that he would kneel at. But yeah, so they found uh, the fireplace behind where he was kneeling. So they think that he was like stoking the fire or something. And the spirit oh. is having a residual path and doing the same thing on Saturdays. Oh. Um, but yeah, so that is pretty scary. Um, and in the course of the investigation, during EVPs, some paranormal investigators actually discovered that this guy's name was Henry and that he lived in the slave quarters on the third floor um, of the old kitchen. And he lived out his entire life on the plantation, even after the Emancipation Proclamation that was oh. issued back in 1863. Dang. So he lived on, he actually, like, they've historically found that he lived there and they have historical evidence to back up who he is. That's um, pretty cool. Which is so cool That's whenever cool. we get, like, a story about that. Because, you know, a lot of the stories are, like, allegedly, yeah. like, yeah. you would think it's this person there but is no cool. like actual evidence. yeah but it's kind of cool when they can be like here's the name of the person we heard in an evp we have done the history this is a real person that actually lived in this place um, that's so cool so kind of cool and then further evps actually picked up by investigators from the third floor suggests that he's just content with his life and he has nowhere better to go um it's actually said that they got a evp of saying that his favorite pastime was going fishing <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> which is so crazy um so um the dawson miss nash um used to bring her granddaughter kathleen to the ferry from the time she was an infant and then when kathleen was a toddler she would periodically mention the presence of a man with a beard wearing a dirty shirt and painting a picture on the second floor landing of the staircase so it is what? said to be the painter sitting on the second floor top of the staircase that's so cool looking out the window painting um and this person like literally you know what they say about kids having the sense yeah kids can see this stuff um and then one day mrs nash was given a copy of watercolor of the walk manor house and um and farm as it appeared like back in like the 1800s so it was just like a cute little watercolor painting um and it was painted from memory by general thomas h williamson um, who passed away in 1888, and he was the son of the former owners, Thomas and Ann Walk, Walk <laughs> Williamson. That's cool. Which is so cool. Yeah. And um, they've been trying to actually locate this photograph of General Williamson, um, but though he's not wearing a dirty shirt, as, um, of course, was mentioned, he otherwise seems to match the description that the little girl saw. That's crazy. So, again, having historical evidence. Like, Oh, that's like cool. he almost matched it like exactly. To the only thing is like, but you know, if he was painting, maybe he would wear a dirty shirt. Yeah. So maybe that's just what he was used to wearing while he was painting. That's pretty cool. Um, and the only picture they have, he's not wearing a dirty shirt. But uh, again, yeah, the, the features are there. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Um, and then caretakers have reported that there were at least two children in the house. Um, so one a boy and one a girl. So Billy, Billy and Sally. Sally. Um, and they were seen by a former docent uh, um, on the second story landing. So, again, <laughs> up on that second story. Um, and they were seen pressed up against the wall at the top of the stairs. After their brief appearance, startling the lady, they then disappeared. So, that's pretty cool. Um, one child is apparently favored by many of the paranormal investigators. Um, is Eric. Oh, the little boy has a name. Mm. His name is Eric. I'm glad they have names. So yeah, we don't have to name him. Um, so the little boy that is favored, his name is Eric, and he is of a young boy who allegedly lost his life by falling from the low window that is now known as the conference room. Um, so it's kind of sad. He just Aww. was playing and accidentally fell out a window, um, passed away. 
Um, poor Eric. Um, and then children's voices have actually been picked up in that room, both as EVPs and audible voices. Like, people have heard it, like, with their own freaking ears. What the heck? Um, and then, like, if you bring toys, they've said that toys sometimes move on their own. And that, um, like, when Eric passed away, it would have taken place around, like, a little bit after 1850. Um, and that was when the West edition was added to the house. Now... (laughs) The little yes. girl is actually said to have been the spirit of Bessie McIntosh. Aww. So she also has a name. Yay. So Bessie and Eric. Um, so Bessie was the daughter of Charles F. and Isabella McIntosh. And they passed away around like 1860. And so she actually passed around around the age of five. So the little boy and the little girl only passed away about 10 years apart. Which is crazy. That's and they're sad. both around the same age when they passed That's away. That's sad. Um, yeah, and <coughs> Bessie would actually fit the description of the sightings of the little girl because a lot of them say that she has ringlets in her hair and is wearing Mary Jane shoes, which, again, were popular around that time back in the 1860s. And the only known photograph they have of Bessie matches that description uh, oh. of the, the ghost that they see to this day. It's so cute. So very cute. Bessie and Eric. At least they have friends. Um, so the Port City Paranormal um, team based in Willamington, Wilmington, North Carolina, um, has investigated the fair many times. And the team actually photo documents each room beforehand and after. Um, In one of the photos of the green room, they noticed an anomaly in the window. They lightened the picture and zoomed in on the image. And what they found standing in the window is mind-boggling. You know what they found? Oh, no. A ghost. <laughs> a puppy? A puppy, not a puppy. No uh. ghost puppies in this, or at least not yet. Um, another photograph was taken in the best parlor and shows a sad-looking pregnant woman who is dressed in blue reflected in the window. She's wearing blue. Not Finally, white. someone not wearing white. Um, but it is said that maybe she was that pregnant woman who fell down the stairs and both her and the baby died. Um, so that's pretty sad. Um, and since she was reflected in the window, there was actually no one in the room matching that description at the time the photo was taken. What? So it's just showing a window reflection of this woman, which is terrifying. That's um, and we do know that Charles F. McIntosh was actually, um, that Mrs. Charles McIntosh was actually eight months pregnant at the time of her husband's death in the Civil War um, when he was serving as, again, the Confederate Navy guy or whatever. Um, and he was the captain of the ironclad Louisiana that was destroyed by David Froggatt's Union Army in 1862. Um, captain McIntosh died of his injuries on May 13th, and his son, Charles Jr., was born the following June. Oh, so the baby was born, Charles Jr. But that's sad. That's so sad. Um, many other paranormal teams have investigated the ferry over the years, and some of their evidence has actually been seen in YouTube videos. So they have YouTube videos you can look up, like oh, you can find cool. it, um, and you can actually see some of the things because the paranormal team has been there so often. They yeah, know the space. So I'm well. gonna have to look that up so y'all can check it out in the description. Yeah, for real, that'd be so cool. Um, and then now, like I mentioned before, um, you can actually come take a night tour of the ferry, um, and they have that um, Lost Souls stroll. Um, and then you can take a night tour of the ferry on Friday night frights. So oh. that's cool. You can rent out the house for the night for $250. You can have up to 12 people come. That's like not even a lot. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, and you can have up to 12 people come. 
Um, you can bring your own equipment and or you can have one of like the local paranormal teams bring their equipment and you can do a real life investigation inside oh, that's the house. That's so cool. So um, I know where we're going. Yes. We're going to be doing our live investigation soon. Also, side note, ducking. Mm-hmm. In the medieval times until the early 18th century, ducking was a way to use to establish whether a suspect was a witch. The ducking stools were first used for the purpose, but ducking was later inflicted without a church, and in this instance, the subject's right thumb was bound to her left big toe. So you'd be like this. Why? Don't know. Interesting. Yeah, but that's how they determined if you were a witch or not. A witch or not. Huh, interesting. The more you know. Yeah. The more you know. Well, um, that's all for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of The Poltergals. Don't forget to check us out at the underscore Poltergals on Instagram. Um, We're also on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash polterpals. Um, We're on Facebook at Poltergals. And um, we also have YouTube. YouTube. And you can find us at Rogue Media Network YouTube and website. Yes. All right. Be sure to check in. Bye. You've been listening to The Poltergals. A Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media podcast.